You're listening to the Nomcast, a proud member of Forgotten Entertainment. Forgotten Cinema is getting romantic for our eighth season and just in time for Valentine's Day as we cover the 90s ensemble drama, Beautiful Girls. We'll then do a complete 180 as we dive into some spy films, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and Spy Game. We'll find out why white men can't jump and whether you should shoot to kill while enjoying a Frankenweenie. Nope, that doesn't make any sense. You know what else doesn't make sense? This season will also feature our 100th episode of Forgotten Cinema. Feels like 100 years. Don't I know it. Forgotten Cinema. Never stop, never stopping. Yes, that's a hint. Part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Attention, culture consumers. Join me, the queen of queries, Sarah O'Connor, and my band of nerdy knights. Colleen McMillan. Flo Siegel. And Anders Drew. On Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms especially that Star Wars galaxy far, far away. Listen each week as we examine the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Welcome to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at NomcastPod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can check us out on the web at NomcastPod.com. All right, everybody buckle up tight because we are about to go full throttle on the Wayback Machine, taking you back a couple decades before Netflix was king, before some of you were, who are listening right now were even born probably, uh, because this week we are talking about video stores, what they were like, what we miss about them, what streaming services like Netflix could learn from them, and then we debate if video stores could coexist right now with the streaming behemoths that took them out in the first place. We'll break all that down talking the last Blockbuster documentary and Netflix versus the world, which you guys, of course, know because I interviewed the director on this podcast. So, of course, we'll get into all those plus our own experiences with my special guests, my friends, my brothers in late fees, John Amenta from Pina Comics and Chris Frodell of Arguing With Myself. How are you, fellas? What's going on, Andrew? Great, great. Thanks for having us on. Always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, this is uh, a unique one. This is, uh, you know, it's a very special blossom. You know, it's one of those things where we're not doing a preview. We're not doing a review in a, in a way. I mean, we all kind of watched The Last Blockbuster, which is not a Netflix original, but it is kind of blowing up or it did for a time on Netflix. So a lot of people, you know, kind of mistake it for that, at least. But one of the things about that documentary is is that it's so entangled with Netflix. And so was, of course, Netflix versus the world, because it was kind of their origin story taking out Blockbuster at one point um, and, and kind of seeing where the, the impasse happened with those where Netflix even offered themselves up to Blockbuster and they laughed them out of the room and it didn't happen. So, you know, this is not what that is about exactly. We are going to talk about more video stores from the nostalgic sense and if they're viable right now and and the in-between of that like i just said you know kind of seeing what streaming services can learn from what we did like about it what you know because if we miss something 
is there some place for the streaming services still to evolve is what I'm trying to, to uh, suss out with that. Um, so I'll start with Chris because Chris, you were the inspiration for this because you did watch the last blockbuster and started uh, a few posts online talking yeah. about, you know, what you liked about it. And then not only that, but kind of like how it made you feel and the nostalgia and, and where it kind of put you, where it took you back to. Um, so what is your relationship or what was your relationship with video stores and how did like the last blockbuster and some of these kind of like, what did it stir up in you? Well, uh, it all stems from trying to find something to watch at night. Uh, we yeah. all have the same search. We, you know, which app do we want to go through? Uh, what genre do we want to look for? Uh, if it's not staring you right in the face, you have to surf endlessly. And uh, yes, that was part of my thinking back to the time when we didn't have to surf where we just right. would, uh, we're not interested on TV, on what's playing on TV. Let's go to the local uh, rental store and get ourselves a movie and have a nice night, you know? Uh, yeah. You you would go to the local store. You knew how to navigate to where you wanted to go, new releases, uh, which genre you feel like, and you'd see what they had available. Easy peasy. Right got your video you go home you're happy now we don't even have to leave our homes we yeah. could do the same thing on our couches but with everything at our disposal it's a little harder to navigate uh yeah it kind of no... jams up the brain <laughs> oh yeah exactly like i'm i'm going through the same stuff uh, as i did the night before i'm i'm seeing the same uh, posters, if you want to call them that, the same uh, thumbnails, and I'm sure. not really getting anything new from them uh, until I just give up and watch something I've seen before. I think a lot of people do the same thing you do, and they do one of two things. They either go, oh, well, I don't know what to watch. I'm just going to watch The Office for the millionth yep. time and just fall asleep to that. Or the streaming services, especially Netflix, have gotten really good at pitching their originals so it's always like hey here's something fresh and new and the first thing in front of your face so a lot of times you'll just go oh well this looks good or close to my interest i'll just watch this and yep. that's why you you're, you see all the time with the netflix top 10 which i actually want to get into a little a little bit more in depth later um that you see more and more of the originals popping up because it's yep. what they're propping up and what is unique to them and it and it only makes more sense for them to push those so it's kind of getting you know more and more out of the 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 back catalog stuff because it doesn't make as much money for them and the less they have to rely on it the better they can operate their business john where do you stand with videos or like what was your experience uh growing up and you also watched the last blockbuster so did it how did those kind of you know coincide with each other well i mean i i grew up in the era um of video stores i mean i was born in 75 i'm 45 years old so like our first vcr we rented i remember my dad went and rented it because at the time it was unproven technology you know what i mean it was new 
Nobody knew right. what they were all about. I, I remember when he brought it home, he brought home the uh, VCR and a copy of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And VCR was like, it was a top loader. It, it literally, it was, I remember like you'd hit, um, you'd hit, you know, eject on the, uh, on the tape deck. And it was, it was like, you know, in Predator, when the Predator takes those things off of his mask and all the steam shoots out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. You, you expected it to almost do like, <laughs> there's all gears moving. And, and I, I remember like, you know, the idea of, okay, this movie was just out. In the, I mean, I was only five years old, but like, okay, so this is a brand new movie and now it's available to watch right. at home. Um, and then, yeah, so from basically the time I was probably I, where I lived, I grew up in Middletown, Connecticut. I lived in, in a series of apartments up on the top of a hill. And at the bottom of the hill of where I lived was a plaza with a movie theater and with what would be my local video store for many years. It was called our video. And, right. you know, it was it was the 80s. You know, people joke about like, you know, in the 80s, you know, we came home when the lights, you know, light street lights turned on and you know we knew to go home for dinner <laughs> yeah. but we could hang out with our friends yeah. i used to regularly just walk you know eight nine years old by myself or with friends to the video store and yep. and just go through it and you know it, it was this it was this thing that like when i think about it now it was magical because it's but that's that that in is where it lies the problem with all of this nostalgia is there was a point in my life i'm sure where i got tired of the video store and thought you know, hey, something like Blockbuster is great. It's like the McDonald's of video stores. I can go there hmm. and instead of worrying if they have one copy, this place has 20 copies. And, right. and that's that's how we all move, you know. And then as you get older, you start to think back on that stuff and go, man, I miss, you know, now we have the streaming. If, if you told me 10 years ago, we would be able to have every different Disney and Paramount and everything right at the tips of your finger. I would go, that's now that's the next great thing. But as you get into it and you go through it, you start to look back and go, I miss that stuff. I miss the the going into a video store and the experience of, you know, grabbing the video where, where I went. It was you grab the box and bring it up front and he would tell you whether it was in or not. You know what I mean? Like right. getting, getting recommendations and, you know, I could still picture the guy that ran the place, his face like like it was yesterday, you know. Right. And, but it's cyclical, you know, like, like we live in Connecticut, right? We had the Hartford Whalers here for many, many years. Nobody gave a shit. Okay. Yep. And now if you if you walk down in downtown Hartford today, you're gonna see three kids with whalers hats on. You're gonna you're yep. you know, the nostalgia fact, you start to realize as you get older that you miss the things that aren't around anymore, that even you admittedly might not have cared about anymore. I'm sure there was a point where I said, Oh, there's a blockbuster, because that's what ended up happening was our video was here in the plaza and a blockbuster open, and I'm sure. Just like anybody else, I kept go I started going to that blockbuster because, you know, I don't have yeah. to worry about not getting a copy of, you know, like, for example, I remember I couldn't get the copy of No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan. I wanted it <laughs> oh, every wow. time I went. He was out of it. But I go to blockbuster and there's 20 copies of it. it it's yeah. a nostalgia thing. It's it, it. And it's also it's for someone like me who I mean, I, you know, you've seen the room I'm in right now. I'm a physical media guy. You know, I yeah. want to touch, you know, like I, I you know, I want to touch my my movies. I, I want a case for it. I want it to look nice. And there was just this appeal of going into a into a store and everything being tactile. You could touch the tapes, you, you know, the posters. I mean, there were movies that I never yeah. saw the movie for that. I to this day will see the poster for for some reason and equate it to the video store. There's a horror movie called Slaughterhouse with this big fat guy. <laughs> Right. Uh -huh. I never saw Slaughterhouse, but I can tell you for a fact that that poster was up on our videos wall for years. 
and uh, Lost in the Dust. Never saw that poster burned into my head, you know? Um, yeah. And then, and then the little the little questionable things, you know, about about those type of establishments. Um, they talked about it a little bit on the last blockbuster. And I laughed because my video store yeah. did have the saloon doors that yes. entered. Yeah, that entered into another world of of, you know, triple <laughs> X movies. Now, I wasn't going in there, but it was like it was like as a kid, you're like, what's going on back there? Yeah, there, right. There, yeah, there, yeah. there truly is a magic about. Uh, the idea of a video store and i think half of it is because of the time we were in and the other half is the age we're at right now or the age i'm at and maybe you guys are are approaching maybe you're feeling it too but i think it's there's a lot of things and i think one of the things that proves the nostalgia for records for um video stores is kind of real is the resurgence of of vinyl lps too um yeah that was a completely dead like dead as dillinger dead thing you know what i mean and in the last like 15 years or so record players vinyl it's all coming back again because people you know they 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 remembered what it was like they remembered pre-digital chris has got one right there (laughs) they they remember all this stuff so i don't know so for me i when you honestly andrew when you had said to me the other day can you do a show i thought it's going to be hard for me to watch a movie in the next couple days but i'll do it for andrew but then when you said what we were doing i was like man i could talk about that i could like with no problem talk about that because i have strong feels for that kind of thing yeah it was funny i I said to chris i was like yeah i should pitch this idea to john to do on the pint and i was like oh fuck that guy i have i have a podcast why do i take all the good ideas to him I was saying that you corrected me. I said, yeah, it's a Netflix film. It's like, yeah, it's acquired by Netflix. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. not an original, buddy. Get off okay, my turf. Nerd. I know what's, <laughs> I know it's right. It's, it's, but yeah. So we're, we're cheating here, but it's part of the Netflix legacy. No. And that's kind of it's Netf- what I'm Netflix adjacent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so John, you brought up a very good point about the vinyl thing. In fact, that's what Chris had brought up yeah. to me before I had watched the documentary that was one of the things that chris took away from that and i think it's a valid point kevin smith was the person who i think brought it up on the actual last blockbuster documentary Mm -hmm. that you know if that can resurge so can this and part of me thinks they should just be in tandem you know like that there should be these all-encompassing store like kind of like nostalgia blocks and i think they kind of mentioned that a little bit on the store like yeah, I think uh, Doug Benson maybe even said it where it was like, yeah, just uh, have a video store, sell, you know, everything 80s and early 90s, you know, just basically like uh, make sure I could buy a Teddy Ruxpin and rent yeah, a video yeah. at the same time, like all this shit. It's like, yeah, OK, that does make sense. So I I wrote down what I think that like how this evolved and what I personally miss that I think streaming doesn't provide. And I'll kind of bounce these ideas off you guys. So to me, Blockbuster and other video stores started booming in in the 80s and into the 90s and and like early 2000s because they fulfilled a need. John, you mentioned that you had to rent the VHS player or what have you uh, to to even rent the movies. And it was still worth it, which is hilarious. Um, You know, so but it was cheap home entertainment that was more on demand than waiting for it to come on TV. And even when you got it on TV, it was not the version that you want to see. It's broken up by commercials or it's censored in some way. It's not, it's not the same experience. And even if you had 
HBO or something and can kind of, you know, have that, you still had to pay this larger than normal subscription fee or something like that. So it was easier to just go, well, I want this particular thing right now. Oh, I could drive down the street and get it. Cool. It, it was that idea. And it was a perfect date night thing too. You know, now, you know, it's like they said in the documentary, it's like, it's Netflix and chill. It's this instant thing. You can sit there and kind of figure it out, you know, but to me, Chris, you had brought it up a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, how, how long it takes to, to search for something you want, yeah. or if you want something, oh, I only have Netflix and, and Hulu. I don't have Amazon and HBO. Where's this movie? Oh, of course it's on the streaming service that I don't have. Yep. So it's like, oh, when is it coming to me? I have no idea. Great. Now I have no idea. Or, or then I have to turn around and go to Amazon and rent it. Oh, how much is it to rent? More than it would cost than if I went to a place and rented it and actually had the experience of renting it and talking to a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So those things kind of all add up. So to me, what would a video store fulfill now? I think one, one of the things I miss is monoculture. Like right now, podcasts are booming the fuck out of all the new Disney Marvel shows and Justice League and those things. They're just all covering the same thing because it's the biggest thing that a lot of people are watching all at once. And soon we're going to go through it again with Godzilla versus Kong. A lot of people are going to, you know, be able to watch that on HBO Max or they're actually going to go out to a theater, you know, in fact, if you're vaccinated and, and feel comfortable enough to do so or all that. So, very rarely nowadays do we all kind of watch something in mass, you know, like yeah. politics has become more monoculture than movies when it used to be movies was the thing. Um, and and now we're missing that. So if when we had video stores, the new releases and how often people, you know, would take them, you couldn't get them. You had to yeah. chase for them. There was this whole thing of like, you know, that that's popular. You know that people are going to talk about it because it was the brand new release that weekend. In the same way, the movies, when the movie comes out that weekend, it's that water cooler thing, you know, and, and we don't have that. It's uh, the the streaming stuff has made us so separate in our tastes that we just go, oh, did you watch this? No. Oh, you, you, you should watch that. Yeah. You know, like if anything, podcasting, podcasters are kind of turning into the people who are trying to create these monocultures or as much of a, uh, of a niche monoculture uh, that we can, um, that just doesn't exist. It hasn't existed probably since people were watching like game of Thrones all at once. You know what I mean? It's, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, And I think video stores took some of that. Chris, how do you feel about that one? Does that ring true to you? Oh, Definitely. The problem is, Everything is bingeable. Everyone can Correct. watch yeah. whatever they want in one setting. You know, they yeah. can they can d- choose how long they sit there and watch how many episodes, whatever. So you could be watching four episodes ahead of where I'm watching. We can't discuss yeah. it, even though we're watching the same thing. Yeah. The weekly no, format is gone. Now they're bringing it back every so often with the boys, uh, you know, the Marvel shows. They're doing it weekly and people get to talk yeah. about it. You know, it becomes the thing to talk about that water cooler. Yeah. But when you have 
all of it available, you're losing out on that community. And I didn't yeah. look at it. As you pointed out that being podcasters and such a boom as that's been, uh, you get to curate what people may be talking about. It may be small circles, sure. but at least it's it's you know going. At least it's it's something moving towards the the goal. But yeah, we're trying to yeah, add it, to the conversation yeah. that should already be exactly. happening. Yeah, and but, you know, but, uh, it, it's kind of like a kind of uh, the same thing as going to the video store, and you you get to know the clerks, the people who work there, and you question them. You know, is this good? You know, what do you think of this one? And then they'll tell you. Same right. thing with you know our friends. You know. You go up to yeah. uh, you, Andrew, and say, "Hey, the this thing that uh, that everyone's talking about is it? What do you think of it? Ah, it's good." And you'll tell me, you know, yay, nay, whatever, and move on. Right. Then I'll go to John. Right. I'll say, "John, what do you think?" You know, the same spiel or whatever. I'll be like, "Well, then I'll check it out." Yeah. We don't get that anymore. No. In fact, that's what lights me up with podcasting, where it's like oh, someone else saw this, or I can type into Spotify or Apple, whatever, and be like, look for what I want to talk about, essentially, yeah. and find friends through podcasting, or look to yeah. see if my friends covered it on their podcast, and yep. I get excited when I'm like, all right, cool, I can kind of hear what they think, and then you know, talk to them off air because we're friends to be like, hey, man, you were dead wrong about that thing <laughs> that I like, you piece of shit or we, or <laughs> vice versa. Yeah, I could be I could have said the positive version, but I didn't. Um, but, you know, there are those things. Um, one of the things I did mention before uh, the Netflix top 10, speaking of like how Netflix is kind of doing their thing. It's doing it's the most monoculture thing that they can do. I think it was a very smart by them to put that there because they go, oh, this is what most people are watching. So then people can go, if I want to talk to somebody about something, I might as well choose something from this. It's kind of like having the new release wall, you know, to be like, oh, look, everybody's watching this. And, and it kind of helps me as a podcaster, too, to know oh, I have a better chance of adding to the conversation of th about this documentary or this true crime thing or this show or this movie than it does if they didn't have that. It was kind of just, oh, this was the new release. Of course everyone's going to watch it. And then that doesn't yeah. happen. Uh, right. You know, people just went back to watching whatever they do. You know, and, like right now, we're talking about video stores because the last blockbuster was in the top 10. You know, and, you know, and like I said, I previously had talked to Sean Cawthon, the director of Netflix versus the world, where they kind of discussed a lot of this stuff, too. But they did it from like a business standpoint more than, you know, kind of the nostalgia video store standpoint or going through the framing of the actual last blockbuster in Bend, Oregon, that they have there and going through how maybe it's lasted this long. Um, but. One of the next things that I have on the list, John, I'll talk to you about this. We kind of touched on it earlier, The Hunt. Um, this was, this is, as Chris said, it's the most exhausting part of streaming. Because if you aren't looking for something specific, it takes forever to choose something. And the streamers mostly know this, and that's how they're able to push their originals. Because at least 
you know, they're going to put that front and center. And if people just have the exhaustion of, well, I didn't find what I wanted, what's here. And then what's here is whatever they decide to put on the front page. And you go, oh, well, then I'll just watch this. Right. Do you have that fatigue? Like, do, do you get burned out by trying to find stuff? Hell yeah. I've got, dude, I've got Netflix. I, I've got Hulu. I've got Disney. I've got HBO Max. I've got Shudder. Um, right. That, that might that might be everything. I could. There might be something else. Oh, and then I I love uh, um, Pluto and Tubi. Yeah, Prime. Uh, I, oh, I yep. Prime, yeah. and I I love Pluto and Tubi, which I think are way underrated uh, free um, services that are out there. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Sony Crackle isn't bad either. So, anyways, I have gone on some nights. Uh, I can think of a night very recently that um, I probably went through the menus of three quarters of those repeatedly and there's a ton of movies that i see i'm very much when i watch a movie i'm very much a creature of what two things either habit or mood so either yeah. habit is um i'm gonna watch aliens for the 800th time or <laughs> yes. mood is i'm absolutely not in the mood for a comedy i'm absolutely not in the mood for a science fiction movie i'm not in the mood for a horror movie i'm in the mood for an action movie so now i've erased everything but action movies but i can't find that action movie you know what i mean Right. Yeah. There was a night very recently that I ended up uh, settling on Little Giants. And I, I look, I like Little Giants. <laughs> Fumble Rooski. It's a fun movie. The annexation <laughs> of Puerto Rico. It's not a favorite yes. of mine. But I got to the point where I decided that night that what I needed at that point, after like a solid 20 minutes of, of trying to locate something, was something brainless that I could just enjoy while while watching it and, you know, and relaxing. So, yeah, the. I think when you went to the movie, uh, the video store, I think part of the hunt was also like paying attention to other people. Like I remember, like yeah. if I saw people standing over in front of something in particular, you know, like oh, some this guy, three people picked the, like that movie up. You know, what is that? You know, or you know, yeah. another thing that I always love that like Blockbuster wasn't. Uh, I don't think they did it, but like like local um, mom pop shops, the employee pick. I always love that. You know, yep, and they yep. talk about that in the well, that, last blockbuster because there is there is like a there is like this. You have this relationship now where you're like, you know, I, I like Clyde, you know, and Clyde is like me and yeah. Debbie sucks. Like her movies are terrible. <laughs> yes. You know? yeah. I don't know. I just I think I think, uh, yeah, the hunt could be. I think all of this comes down to all of this comes down to we we've gotten to a point where we all wanted our cake and we wanted to eat it and we got it. And it's just not as good as as we, we thought it would be. I mean, and then that's the yeah. truth. Like, like if you had told me years again, 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, John, there's going to be you're going to have eight different a la carte movie and TV channels, if you want to call Wingdorfers. them that. Or, or, yeah. Channels. Yeah. yeah. Wingdorfers. And you could choose whatever <laughs> you are. My God, you're telling me I could pluck whatever I want out of the sky as long as it's available and watch it right then and there. That's great. And I have that. And I often on many nights will zip around until I find nothing and then walk into this room and pick a Blu-ray or a DVD that I own and have seen 58 times yeah. because of my familiarity with it. Um, I, I, I think, oh man, I, I can't, I can't verbalize it or stress it enough that I think the Cinderella song is very right. You don't know what you got till it's gone. And I think yeah. we all took, you know, and I'm not talking about Blockbuster. I want to make it very clear that Blockbuster never did me no favors. And I, I was never a huge fan of Blockbuster. But the nope, idea of there being the idea of there being a Blockbuster or in much better light, um, a Tommy K's, yeah. um, which was a great uh, Southern Connecticut um, 
uh, institution. And even like a what was that one? A Hollywood video, like Blockbuster's yeah. little little brother that couldn't make it. Like just having a place like that where you can walk in and take your time and kind of look around. We all got to a point where we probably all said, "Oh, Hollywood video is closing. Who cares?" Or Blockbuster's closing. Who cares? Or Mom Pa's closing. Who cares? And now we get to the point where. We all care. I think a lot of us care. Yeah. I think anybody our age range looks back at that and cares. I I do think the viability of the idea of a video store coming back now is broken by one thing, the age range. If it's for you, me or Chris, we're there. I think we'd go. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, someone like Larry or, you know, or, or, or Lloyd, we'd all go, you know, uh, Shane, we'd all go. Yeah. Kids that have been watching stuff on their phones, kids that were born after a certain year would never have the uh, and I'm not one of these like, you know, kids. Now, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying right. the attention span for having to pick something out or do it. It's not there. So those places yeah. would have to rely on people our age to keep them going. And unfortunately, people our age are the people that put them out. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, you know, it, it's so weird, but it's like it's it, it's just it's like that girlfriend that you had that you loved and she treated you great. But like one of her eyes was weird and you <laughs> and, you know, and you and you couldn't handle it. And you you figured out a way to get rid of her and you got rid of her. And then years later, you see she's with some guy and she's happy. She's got three kids. They're all beautiful. Her eyes still a little weird, but she's awesome. And you're like, fuck me. I got rid of her because she had a weird eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the way I look at all, this whole thing. <laughs> is is we're all craving this nostalgia you know it's the same like like you know we, we go to we now we have walmarts and targets everywhere and i think about yeah. caldors like man i would go to a caldors again just for the nostalgia of it but it's gone see i ne- i never get that one i you don't have to explain that to me at a different time because i i i like when i see the logo and it brings me yeah. back but the actual quality of the store i go Fuck all. I remember stealing shit from these places okay, no. uh, when I was a poor little kid wanting to get shit. Um, but no, uh, I don't get that one. But we'll touch on that. Maybe that will do the the follow up to this on Pine where we just talk about retail stores we miss. Um, yeah. But you brought up a bunch of stuff there, John, and a bunch of stuff that was on my list, uh, which was one of the things you said was uh, in a way because you said the employee picks thing curation is how what i wrote down because to me hbo max is a good example of how they can do this decently well on streaming that not a lot of people do um because they have a whole like turner classic movies section for like older films where i'm like i want to see something before 1995 you know let me go seek this out who's gonna have it let me check there first because and, and same thing with you mentioned you have Shutter. Why do we have Shutter? Because if I want to watch a horror movie, nine times out of ten, they're the person who has right. it, or they're going to give me something close that gets me through my my instinct to get this movie. Yeah. So there is there are those things, and I think those exist for a reason because people want some level of curation, you know, Criterion Channel and other things like this that really kind of hone in, you know kind of perfecting the libraries more. And I think that's what like something like Netflix needs to get better at. Right. They need to give somebody like a channel. Or they need to like, you know, like Quentin Tarantino's picks for this month and just like let that be a thing. Someone who is in the monoculture but 
but in his hand picking things and see where that drives, you know, the actual stuff you have in house. Well, that, and that's you know that's part of the problem of what we're heading into now. Like, so we're heading into a point now where there's all these different channels now because you go back, you go back 25 years to a mom and pa shop or even a blockbuster. There was nobody at any of those at, at the distributors for the movies or the studio saying, oh, you can't carry Disney stuff and, uh, you know, Turner or, or Warner <laughs> right. Brothers stuff. Exactly. You can't do that. Yep. But, you know, what they yeah. do now is they do that now. You know, so yeah. like me and my wife cut the cable like eight or nine, eight years ago, maybe. And at the time, it was a great thing because Netflix could carry any movie they wanted. You know, uh, whoever was out around that point could do that. And now, OK, so if I want Star Trek, I got to have Paramount Plus. And if I want horror, I probably got to go to Shutter. If I want Netflix originals, got to go to Netflix. They're squeezing us back into so many different lanes. And that was one yeah. of the things the video store didn't do is, again, there was nobody yeah. saying to a video store, well, you can't have the Disney stuff because you've got the, the Warner Brothers stuff. Nobody did that. Yeah. And that gets me to something else that you brought up. And Chris, uh, I'll, I'll pitch this one to you. The selection of movies you actually want to watch all in one place. Like the difference, like you said, the separation of studios, the separation of all these different people who own these various different things. It gets confusing. Some people forget. Some people aren't as in tune with it like we are to even know like oh right that one was a paramount movie or this is a warner brothers movie so it's probably on hbo max now like the the video stores between the curation and the selection you know if you have a good one like my tommy k's in my hometown was awesome it was big it had indie sections it had sections for by directors it had stuff by you know uh you know these indie places like trauma or something maybe had its own section or mm-hmm. something to that effect. It wasn't just by genre. It was like micro genres done by that as well. It's where I could be like, Hey, where's seventies black exploitation films. And they're all in one section. I was like, this place kicks ass. Yeah. I can now watch every shaft movie tonight. And that's going to be dope. Um, you know, so those yep. type of things, I miss that more than a lot of things what do you think about that chris oh i was gonna uh jump on that point as well as what john was saying is that uh if you want to see a movie prior to 1970 uh good luck good luck in trying to find it um (laughs) you know where people say oh you haven't seen this oh it's a classic okay where can i find it i don't know Uh so yeah i'm supposed to take a chance on a movie I have no clue if I personally am going to like purchase right. it for an exorbitant amount of money, get it, yeah. find out I don't like it and then do with what now it's a paperweight because no one else sure. is going to want to say, it, cause I already have a copy. Right. But, uh, as I was, uh, I was saying to you when you were reviewing Manx, I was like, should I see citizen Kane first? And you're like, yeah, right. absolutely. See Citizen Kane first, and then you'll see, you know, the where Manx got it from, you know? And I was right. like, okay, good, good call. Where am I gonna find Citizen Kane? I actually found it on HBO Max. Yeah. But mm-hmm. any other movie, I'm gonna have a, a hard time trying to find how to how to view it. And yeah, some of these uh streaming uh channels don't have any of that available. And if they sure. do, it's sparse. Um, sure. Like like you said, uh, the Criterion channel. 
I'm sure they have uh, what I'm looking for because they do uh, have um, either part of their library or library adjacent that, right. you know, you can see this stuff. Uh, same right. thing with Shudder. Uh, if I'm going to, you know, see a classic horror, am I going to find it online? Probably not. I'm probably going to find it on, on that streamer. But yeah, it, it makes it difficult for film lovers like us to find those those holes in our collections, you know? Yeah. You and know? I'm on film Twitter all the time where I yeah. see people who are like, I want to find this movie. Where is this movie? And a lot of people will see like Criterion is having a sale and they'll be like, good. I'll just buy yeah. a bunch of DVDs like the physical media is coming back because of these reasons. So to yeah. me, why couldn't a video store be back in the same way we were talking about? Oh, well, people like vinyl because they want, you know, the the not only the physical medium, the look of it and, and the liner notes and some of these other things that yeah. people miss. But the quality is also there, too. Like where if you're buying a Blu-ray, maybe you don't have as good an Internet connection and you don't watch it in, you know, the highest of def that you have. You know, like I have a 4K TV. I don't have a 4K player. Right. I don't have like, and, and and I'm not paying the highest, you know, uh, Netflix subscription to get it in 4K. Yeah. So it's kind of wasted, you know. So that maybe I can rent things more in 4K, and and it'll make me want to buy a 4K player or something in those. You know, it, it it's cyclical. It's all it's all part of the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's all driving towards we want what we want when we want. But we also, in a way, one of the things that I kind of realized about myself a long time ago, I kind of sometimes need to be told what I want to (laughs) watch. You know what I mean? Like, you'll be in the mood for something, but to get that specific thing, somebody has to tell me either, A, what they have available, they need to narrow my options down, or, like I said, podcasting sometimes, like, uh, you know, on, on... the uh, Forgotten Entertainment family with me is Forgotten Cinema. And sometimes they will say, you know, hey, we're, we have this movie coming up this week. So if I want to hear what they think about, you know, batteries not included, I got to be like, hey, where's batteries not included? Disney. And and go find it, you know. And I know it's in John's closet. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, yeah. it's not anywhere else i have to call spielberg himself and be like hey you produced this you probably have a few copies can you send me one uh you know so something like that and that's why i always said to them like if they're doing a a particular movie you should find out where it's streaming and tell people in the episode where it's streaming at that i've made it a point to try to do that more often myself i i don't i don't think i mean you know we don't have a you know huge listenership but I don't think to myself that people are going to see what episode I'm coming out with next and necessarily want to watch the movie, but I do try to make it an available option. And I'm always kind of like pleasantly surprised when someone tells me they watched it either because they knew the episode was coming out or because they heard the episode and then watched the movie. That's, that's a great feeling to, to know that you kind of, you know, like, and that's like what you kind of said before, Andrew is like, you need someone to tell you, podcasts are a great way i mean i i've watched a ton of movies since i've been podcasting and listening to podcasts based on someone like you or you know forgotten cinema or any any of these guys out there um mentioning a movie 
and me going, fuck, I never knew about that. Or that sounds great. Or I've been meaning to watch it. And now these people that I, uh, I respect, you know, uh, uh, liked it. I'm going to check it out. So I, yeah, I think it's one of many avenues, but I think what you said about needing someone to tell you, I think that's the problem with, with the, you know, and it's, it's, it's a double barreled, you know, it's a double edged sword because yes, yeah. Netflix, let's just say, let's use a fake number and say Netflix has 30,000 movies available. Right. Yeah. That's 30,000 movies. You could, you could flip through now. Let's say Netflix on any given day only had 30 movies available. It would be much right. easier to make a choice. You oh, yeah. know? Right. But you're sacrificing, you know, quantity over, you know, I guess, ease of use. So sure. yeah, it, it's, I don't know. There, there is no easy answer. I, I know for sure I flip around on those things a lot. Well, I tell you what, one of the things when I was talking to Sean Cawthon of Netflix versus the world and something like that, I realized I, I heard in the statistics of what they were going through that a lot of people still have the Netflix DVD by mail service. They still have it going on. And part of me goes, yeah, that's good in a way because it forces me. I have a list on Netflix, like a, the my list that they provide that you can add to. I have so many things. But if somebody said to me, oh, the next one coming in your queue, yeah, you got to watch it because otherwise you don't get any more movies. It forces me to watch yeah. it. You know, it's like I put it on the list for a reason. I wanted to watch it. So watch yeah. it, you dummy. Like, have it, you know, and it forces me to actually get these things off my list and to get things going. But it also you know, keeps things narrow. The list narrows down this field of things, but I add to it all the time and take stuff off all the time. So that is sort of like that, but it's not what the video store provides. Because again, like you said, there's, there's employees there, there's public, uh, you know, public. uh, Yeah. Like there's people around going, Oh, I heard about this movie. I'm going to watch this one. You go, I never heard of that one. Let me look at the box. And then do they have more copies? There is a thing that we we're we're social creatures. We like to to kind of have conversations about these things, especially when you have in depth knowledge about these things, and that's part of the the things that I like. Plus, the beauty of Tommy K's, at least for me, it wasn't for everybody, but the one of the things that I miss, and it, you only get it now in Comic Cons, in store appearances. Yeah, they didn't bring it up in the documentary, but I met. So many like celebrities to me, I'll put it that, or even just general celebrities in these stores where they were doing signing appearances. And I, and, and it wasn't like Comic-Con now where it's like, how much do I have to pay for this? Or how, what do I have to do for this? A lot of times they're just there (laughs) and you can have a conversation with them. They're there all day long. I met John Waters in a in a Tommy K's where he's just there all day long trying to push Cecil B. Demented, which is a movie that most people I know didn't even see. And, you know, I have an autograph on my wall, headshot, and the poster I had because I worked at the, a movie theater at the time. And it was awesome. I still have it in my house. You know, it means something. Yeah. And, and, and the only way you could have gotten it other than that at the time was like, a Fangoria convention or the occasional Comic-Con type thing. But even the Comic-Cons weren't like they were now where it was like mostly, uh, you know, back then it was mostly actual comic book creators, not, oh, hey, here's Harrison Ford signing stuff or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's not these bigger time celebrities 
from the the TV and movie versions of comic books or just stuff in the pop culture. But as like, as, did you guys have any experiences with that, Chris? You can. Uh, I was going to say like those in store appearances. Uh, now, some would look at it like, oh my god, they're you know, in Connecticut at a Tommy case. Yeah. <laughs> oh right. my god, how their career got. hit on hard times. It's like, <laughs> no, you would you you didn't look down at them. You said, oh my god, they're in my town. I think I'm going right. to check it out or, you know, Oh, that's nice. You know, I like their yeah. stuff, you know, I'm not going to go check them out, but, uh, you know, right. it wasn't looked down upon, uh, going back to, uh, what we miss is, uh, you know, not having cable myself. I do miss the channels where you channel surf. Yeah. And yeah. You would catch a movie halfway done. But you would stay on it and be like, this is this is what I need right now. I need to see yeah. the rest of Buckaroo Banzai, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Something that, that played constantly, you know, uh, oh, let's watch the rest of Goonies. So this is a good part of Goonies. I got to go to the store. So I'm glad, right. you know, I got to see those. Commercial, right. commercial, commercial. Here's another thing. Maybe I'll stay on this. That's yeah, what, and sometimes you do that with the video store too, where you'll walk yeah. in and they're watching something. Yep. You ever have that experience where they're like, "Oh, yep. is this? Oh, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen this in like. Oh, we should, we should, we should add that to or our is, list. Or is this new? You know, is, this, is this the new thing? Yeah, it's, that too. Oh, like, yeah, oh man, that looks cool. Is that? I was in a. Uh, I was getting a cell phone uh, through AT and T recently. I was at the mall, and they happen mm-hmm. to have because AT and T is this all encompassing thing. Plus they own HBO and all this stuff What's a mall? Uh, that they have. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so many layers of things I have to peel back yeah. there. Um, but, but no, they, uh, they had a movie playing on the TV cause they were kind of like promoting HBO. Yeah. And it was like the newest, uh, version of the mighty Morphin power Rangers movie that they had. Okay. And I was like, I remember this is like, I was like, I never watched this. This looked dumb, whatever. But you sit there long enough and you're like, this isn't as bad as I thought. And like, it's that thought that used to happen when you're in a video store where you're like, ah, yeah, fuck that movie. I'm not going to watch it. And then you're like standing in line and you're like, this movie's kind of good, isn't it? This is weird. Maybe I should think about this for next time or something like that. It's, It's a weird experience. But. I think we're getting too nitty gritty. One of the things that I did want to kind of go through with the, <laughs> you don't have to apologize. This is my fault, completely my fault. And it's a good conversation. I love this guys. This is so good. Um, but one of the nice. things I wanted to kind of talk about was what, how can those experiences that we had, how can they be improved on streaming and what can, like, what can they learn uh, to improve the streaming services and then also because we know uh, in Connecticut where we all are, there are two video stores still active that have been around since the heyday, you know, have been around 15, 20 years mm-hmm. at this point um, that are still active. And like, I kind of want to like talk about why they are. Can this scale now? Can there be more than just two in a state? Um, and and why the how that can happen and why maybe? Um, so the first thing, uh, how can the experiences that we miss? How can streamers get better? Because if this is like the thing that like if we're never gonna have video stores again, how can our experiences get better? And I I thought of like the two things we kind of talked about where it's like create the monoculture. 
by doing things like a top 10 list or get more refined with, you know, what's new, what's like, or, or, or you have such a powerful algorithm. How are you not better at saying, because you, the last things you like you watched, how is there not a better selection of things that, you know, can, you can pitch to me? I don't understand that. Yeah. Cause I'll tell you, um, Netflix is terrible at that. Yeah. Terrible. Chris and I talk about this all the time where it's like, I am a Netflix original movie podcast and half the time the new release that came out that week is not in front of my face. Yeah. How? 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 Why do I have to put, uh, you know, remind me on on stuff that hasn't come out yet and search that out for you to do that for me when it should just be? Boom, well, be right well, and the algorithm for like the you know like the you like this try this is awful like you you yeah. like space jam try the human centipede it's like this is not <laughs> this is not no these are not the same thing <laughs> are isn't bill murray in both are, yeah bill murray yeah. is in both yeah 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 <laughs> i knew it um but you know i think they do need to get better at that i think and, and that's the thing is i think the human element uh can be better because we do have experts, and that's why I was saying, too, with the other thing of how I think they could get better, that their curation needs to get better. They need to reach out to these. If they have these overall deals with somebody, or if they have you know people who they've had multiple films with, reach out to them and be like, hey, for a little bit more money, well, you're an influencer. You have a ton of followers. Create a list. You know, make it so that way we can hone in on if Oh, I like this person. This person told me it's the employee picks, but on a pop culture grand scale. You know who does that? Why don't we do this? More? You know who does that? And probably, I mean, who, I'm not like, I don't use it a lot, but I see it when I go on iTunes. iTunes has like, you know, oh, yeah. you know, like M&M's picks for, you know, for this week or, you know, whatever, whoever it is, you know, mostly all, oh, all music. But uh, and I. I can't tell you they still do that, but they were doing that at one point where it would be like curated uh, uh, playlist from this person, you know, and yeah. you know what? If you are a fan of uh, of whoever Rihanna or whoever you are and you're interested in what she's listening to or stuff that might be like her, you're you might be down to check that out. And like you had said, if if uh, Tarantino or Scorsese or someone came out with a these are five movies from pre 1985 that you should check out. Wow. You know what I mean? Like. Hey, yeah. I've never heard of these two. I'm going to check them out. I think they call it under the influence where they have a director and they're like, oh, or they go into like their library and they say, here are the top 10 films that, you know, that influenced me or that I'm into, you know, I, I think Criterion right. does that, but that's, that's like a niche right there. Yeah. I tried doing that. I, I was, uh, for a brief period of time, I was a supervisor at a Best Buy in the media department and I was, whenever we had a new release, I would instantly go, okay, uh, you know, the new Tarantino movie is coming out this week, or the new Brad Pitt movie is coming out this week. Go grab off the shelf right now all the copies of all the things that they did and put them on a table in the front with the new release because people are going to go, oh, he did this movie recently. I didn't hear about that. Or, oh, yeah, I don't have that one on DVD either. And bundle these things. Pitch it to them. Put it in their face. You can easily do that with physical media. 
it is so much harder because I don't know how much programming, you know, com- like as in computer programming, that it would take for these streamers to add all these wrinkles that you could do on the fly in a video store that you would have to do to change, you know, the look and feel of a streaming service. And, and but I think it does behoove them to try some of these things out. And, and, and cause I know there's two people I know who do these type of lists that I, I actually you utilize that. I'm like, Oh, if that person put something on there, I should check that out. Um, Steven Soderbergh, the director, uh, he he does an end of year thing every year where he's like, this is all the things I consume. Like he literally logs everything like a letterbox, but yeah. like in his own thing where he's like, these are all the books I read. These are all the movies I watched. These are all the TV shows I watched. T- take this and, and do with it. What you will. He posts it online. And then Barack Obama, I noticed whenever he puts his thing at the end of the year, people are like. Oh man, like I, I should watch that. Like he's the Oscars now. Like he's the pre-Oscars to the Oscars, where it's like, oh, oh, Obama told me to watch Ma Rainey. I was like, I told you to watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom three months ago. What does yeah. Barack Obama got? All oh, right. Um, <laughs> so you know, but there are these people, but there are definitely more and more. Like fucking utilize them, put them, integrate them into the platform. Yeah. So I think something like that would definitely help. Um, so. There are things I think that the streamers can do to help us, but here's here's my pitch for why or what video stores would need to do to stick around now. Mm-hmm. And and Chris, we were talking off air a little bit about it. Um, Best Video, I think, is so smart in the way that they've stayed in business for a long time because they've done a couple of things that you know have made a remarkable amount of sense how to pivot and we touched on it a little bit earlier so a couple things they did one thing i don't think a lot of people would have done but they did which is brilliant they turned themselves into a non-profit uh which you know to make it kind of a film cultural center which goes to my next point mm-hmm. utilize the fact that you're in person like they do they set up a wine and coffee bar they set up yep. live performances stuff, uh, a live performance space there. They they you know sell these things, they rent these things. They're not just one thing. You can be multiple things and still be a video store to survive being a video store because the the commonality between people who would go to a video store and doing a lot of these other things are the same. 100% they're the same. Like I will say for myself cuz I was I'm deep into, you know, I was I grew up in the punk rock scene, um, you know, and then those same people were also very, you know, film geek heavy and they were also, you know, uh, bought a lot of physical media and they also like they all have a lot of common traits that you can combine and now we're all just fat bearded guys who go to breweries. So to me, why not have a brewery aspect or a bar aspect, you know, some kind of thing like that and make movie nights, you know, like you would in your house with other people, but do it on a scale where, you know, you have a screening night, you have it done by local influencers, you do it, you know, and, and best video does this. They do a lot of these things and, you know, how, 
how much do we love going to Larry Dwyer's, you know, screenings that he does for for the older films, the cult classics? We love yeah, it. Oh, right? absolutely. Love it. And the video stores could replicate that in in a smaller way. Just have kind of a multi-purpose thing. Or if if movie theaters want to be more dynamic, have all these things in one place. Have a movie theater where you want to see the newest stuff on the big screen? Cool, down that hallway. You want you want to grab a drink and watch an old movie over here with us and and somebody's going to talk about the film while we're here cool down that hallway and and then just have it be like a retail store in between you yeah. know where you could buy and and do these things i think you could do it and ron funches i thought made the best points in the last blockbuster because he was like yeah make it a fucking dispensary yeah <laughs> and a video store <laughs> yeah. do multiple things you know and but he's not wrong you know yeah. like I think combining efforts makes a lot of sense. What do you think about that, John? I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, so it's not a rental place, but I think a place that is proving that you can do different things under one roof. Now, granted, not not drinking or anything, but they, they have in pre-COVID times done some uh, some screenings and stuff is the archive in Bridgeport, which is the vinegar syndrome uh, store. But I mean, they I did want to bring that up. Yeah, they, yeah. they sell used uh, VHSs. They sell used records. Uh, they sell used DVDs and Blu-rays. They sell brand new stuff. Um, they sell, you know, again, like you said, they're they're very punk rock influenced. Um, you know, they sell T-shirts and memorabilia and it's all under one roof. And, and like I said, uh, before COVID, they were starting to get into renovating the place and they were having movie nights up in the loft area they have there. Um, I don't right. I don't know where they're at with that once, you know, once this is all over, I'm sure uh, they probably get that get that back. But, yeah, it's it, it's not a rental facility, but it's it's a place like that. And and that's you're absolutely right. If you were to, to have a place, you know, if you made it a uh, half a comic book store with videos, you know what I mean? Like like put two things together that are in trouble, you know, or or, yeah. or one that doesn't exist anymore and one that's, you know, having a hard time. Um, yeah. I don't think you could survive on just the idea of it being a straight video store. Right. Um, because, you know, we wiped those out. It, it ended. Um, but it doesn't mean that you can't take the ideal or the uh, the stuff that people loved about that and spin it into something new. You know, hey, it, right. it's hey, it's a it's a restaurant. And, a, you know, and I guarantee that there are places around the country that we don't know about that are, are this, you know, uh, right. you know, Hey, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fucking pizza parlor <clears throat> where you can go and have a great dinner. And, you know, they got a little, a mini brewery there. And then over down the hall, there's, there's a, you know, a thousand tapes, you know, that you can rent, you yeah. know, on the way out. I'm sure there's places like that. And that's what you have to do. But like, in terms of us ever seeing, you know, even a 10th of, of what we got back, you're never going to get that. Um, and it's, and it, it again it's we did it to ourselves it's sad but it's not sad it's it's the weirdest thing it's the weirdest thing because you know i i would say that we were all part of that problem you know and i think you mentioned sure. before you mentioned before i think the true like delination line for it like really going to streaming was there was a point about 15 years ago or 12 years ago where we all had the netflix mailers right yeah yeah and then there was a point where netflix said you can still do the mailers, but but now we have some movies streaming. Oh, okay, cool. You try it out. Bandwidth isn't great. Movie didn't play that well. The DVD is always going to play well. 
And then we get to the point where, you know, where it's what 3G and all that, everything gets a little bit better. You stream yeah. something and you go, wow, that was flawless, you know? And now they say, we've got even more stuff now. And then you go, right. well, why do I even need this DVD anymore? I mean, I can tell you right now, the re- I did Netflix mailers. I did Blockbuster mailers before Netflix and then yeah. changed to yeah. Netflix. And I did that for about four or five years. And the reason I stopped on the Netflix ones, well, it was goofy, but uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the, the, the David Fincher remake, which I've still uh-huh. never seen to this day. That thing sat on my dishwasher for a month and a half because there yeah. was no consequence to it. And there yep. was nothing telling me I had to watch it. There was no late fees. And I just kept it forever. And then finally, I said, why do I want to keep doing this where I have this movie and it's sitting around, you know, and then I got to wait a day or two to get my other one when I could just jump all the way over for convenience. To the, so we all we all abandoned it out of convenience and out of like the next cool thing. And then as right. nostalgia comes around. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'll even be the first to admit that, like, let's say video store comes back and one opens in town and I go and go there a few times and, and rent movies. I don't know if after the first couple times I don't go, you know, it's easier to stream, you know, and yeah, and, yeah. I, and and that's just You're honest. Like- that's honest. I think the problem is, is that we nostalgia is a very powerful thing. But it you, you don't always it's temporary. It's temporary. It's temporary, and it doesn't always get fulfilled. You know, like that that girl from with the, with the wonky eye. She divorces her husband, leaves <laughs> leaves the husband. You end up with her, and a month later, you realize it was more than the eye. She's a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Like, so now it's it's yeah. over again, and it was all it was, you're looking through everything through rose colored glasses because of nostalgia. So I don't know, man. I I I have a. I, I would love if you told me tomorrow I could travel back in time and walk back into like our video and just walk yeah. in there. I, I, I would do it in a second. But does yeah. that mean I need that in my life now? I, I don't know. Yeah. And maybe a less disparaging uh, example, John, is kind of like when they had that 70s show on and people liked the kind of nostalgia of it, the 70s stuff. And, yeah, the plots were fine enough, but it was kind of cool to see that time setting. Yeah. And then they made that 80s show and you're yeah. like, this Go sucks. On. Let's let's not Go do on. it anymore. <laughs> I'm done with this. Uh, you know, it, it, it goes too far uh, sometimes. And you're right. I, I wonder that, too. And I I guess you would need to make a model like Best Video does to where it can be fleeting. And yet there's enough of that fleeting going on around you to make a business that works. Right. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's what it is you know and, and it's the same thing like with with larry and the, and the strand like the strand doesn't always do you know movie nights with larry's people it happens once a month at best or whatever yeah. and it's like the rest of the time they have to figure out how to be a business and i think that's what these things it would have to be a combination of efforts and this is an aspect of the business it wouldn't be exactly what it wants but it would be all the things that that person wants when they want it. You know, I think most of the time we are still all going to be streaming, but I think uh, I would say for me during the pandemic, a lot of times because I wanted to catch up with movies that did play in theaters in 2020. And I didn't want to have to pay these premium VOD prices that they were doing. I was like, wait a minute. You're telling me Bad Boys for Life is $20 to rent at home, but I can go down to the red box at the grocery store and wear a mask and just pick it up from there for $2? 
fuck you. Yeah. Like it was, it was, and the same thing that brings it in too. cost. Redbox got it to where it was super low for new, new releases. Cause they could get a bunch of them. They had a kiosk model, no employees, no overhead, etc. You could do that. You can integrate some kiosk for you to just spit out new releases and then have the real film heads go to, you know, create your own kiosk for the one thing and then the back catalog stuff essentially be like the more curated stuff is the rest of the store. You know, the stuff where you don't, you know, you're not just buying whatever came out that week or the last couple of weeks. Right. You know, whatever's well, in the top say, ten. The, I was gonna mention a red box that they still do um they have the kiosk where you can get the physical media uh for like I think dollar eighty or or two dollars to get whatever they have available. Yeah. There you can stream the same movie on their app uh for a few uh few dollars more so it's like you know right five bucks for the same movie that you can get at the kiosk for a dollar or two sure. um like that's that's a good method of saying hey is it worth it to just sit on your right. ass and uh you know watch it from your your comforts over your home or do you want to like on the way home from work pick up that dvd rent it for a night only cost you a couple bucks and then uh for every day you have afterwards, it gives you that charge of, hey, you know, you may want to return it at some point, you know? Well, there's, right. the, but, there's the gambling factor there, too. If hmm. you stream it for $5, it's going to happen. If you get up, get dressed, go down to the Walgreens, it might not yeah. be there, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And And that was the last thing I wanted to kind of touch on. Do you think it's actually, instead of all the things that I said, which sounds very grand, uh, to actually have maybe more than one of the best video models or something like it going forward, you know, maybe one per town or one every 10, 15 miles, you know, something where it's it's close enough for everybody to keep going if they want to, mm -hmm. you know, or is it more likely that I'm going to go, hey, my local library has all the movies now. They have the back catalog, especially like stuff that maybe is with the Library of Congress that's free or whatever like that you can stream or something libraries are actually getting a better about having streaming content too or or you can rent from your local ones as well That's they did Lloyd this does. with books yeah like, like yeah are our movies turning into books like physical media yeah i can't remember the name of the uh of the app that uh lloyd uh my co-host on piney comics uses but um my wife uses one too i can't remember yeah either. he brings it up uh, every once in a while and it's it, 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 you could it used to be just to help you like pinpoint stuff to to go pick it up or put it on save, and then they added a whole new feature that there's certain things that are streaming, you know. Yeah, we, we got to a point where we got to a point where, um, so with the with the video stores, there was there was a level of responsibility, there was a level of I have to plan this out. Okay, I rent it today; it's due back in two days. Yeah. That means in two days, no matter what I'm doing. I got to get back down to the video store and drop it off. Right. They get, we get to the Netflix and we get to the blockbuster mailers and it's like, Oh, this is um, free postage. So keep it as long as you yeah. want. And then just take it out of the big one. When you're done, unzip the, uh, the little uh, adhesive, fold it mailbox yeah. done. 
All right. Right. So we're, we're spoon fed little by little spoon fed little <laughs> by little. I'll be the first to admit one of the reasons I stopped using Redbox almost entirely was because I would like have to figure out like, OK, on that night, I'm going to have to drive half a mile past my house on the way back from work to go drop this. Now, that's yeah, I get it. That's lazy talk. Yeah. But that's true. That's true talk. <laughs> yeah. That's no, true talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no. No, I hear you. Yeah. I've done that, and especially, like I said, like my local red box is only a couple minutes down the road from my house, maybe a half a mile. It's no big deal. But we're in a mode right now where I don't leave for shit. Right. Like, so red box was an adventure. You know, it was something extra for me to do. And, you know, Chris and I, we have young kids. A lot of times the hours don't work for you. You know, the, those definitely don't work out. Even movie theaters, like it's been hard for me to get to a movie when I put my kids to bed at, you know, eight o'clock and they don't have movies that start at right at eight thirty or something. So I, I could watch it before I would pass out, you know? So I, the next movie usually is like nine, nine thirty, ten 10 yeah. o'clock. And I'm like, that's too late. So streaming is obviously convenient for the fact that it's right now, you know, yeah. and, and that's why it's never going to go away. And that's why I kind of want to have this conversation to where it's like, can these two things coexist? Can there be a level of, you know, interpersonal communication, curation, live something when you want it, and then also have streaming improve to encompass a lot of the things that we miss? And I think these things could coexist. Are, are is our video stores ever going to come back in mass like? like they did back then fuck no never again it doesn't fulfill that purpose anymore but the purpose that it would fulfill is some of the things that we brought up which unless streaming evolves to get really fucking good at it then you know we're just gonna end up cannibalizing a lot of back catalog stuff and never seeing some of this stuff ever again unless a podcast tells me to have it and and Amazon happens to have it either to buy that I'll get it in a few days or, right. you know, or they have it to rent, you know, but there are things that are going to get lost to time. And sometimes these stores would fulfill that where it's like nothing got lost to time, you know, um, or a lot less things got lost to time. And that, that kind of bums me out. But, but like you said, John, if people were more like you, if you truly care buy the physical media, you know, if you truly care, I, I did at one point, I, I could say at least one movie off the top of my head. I purposely bought a copy of Kentucky Fried Movie uh, when I saw it because I was like, nobody I know loves this fucking movie as much as I do. <laughs> and it's a movie that's now, you know, bordering on 50 years old. And, you know, it's a rare breed. You, you, know, you, like, the, you like the movies it. on the glass part. Oh, uh, well, I mean, all of it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Fistful of yen. There's so many goddamn good. Th uh, the feel around where you get groped while you're watching the movie to feel like you're in the movie. There's so many cool. I could, I'm not even bringing up. And there's so many things that like should never be <laughs> talked about. It's like so canceled, gone, should oh never be God, thought yeah. of again. But hilarious though. Hilarious movie. And it's one of those movies that I just wanted to like have for as long as I can. Yeah. So I bought it on DVD, you know? And, and you know, I was like, cause they're never going to put this on Blu-ray. 
And then, of course, they put on <laughs> Blu-ray. But so, like, but I, I didn't want to take that chance. So I think there'll be a lot of people who do those things. Well, and not, and not just that. Video the, stores used to be the place to go get them. Be like, I don't need to store this in my house. Right. But the other, the other thing too, with the, and I don't want to open a whole can of worms, but I'll just say this: is with the streaming media, uh, Netflix, uh, Disney, any of those places. If I own it, you can't take it from me. And I know that sounds that yeah. sounds very Republican. Like you're not gonna get my guns. Not yeah. talking about that. But like very true. Like um, I'm a fan of uh, the show Workaholics. I have the whole DVD mm-hmm. uh, set. Right. Uh, recently, there were some problems with uh, with some guest stars that were on it, and they got into some trouble. And uh, I think Prime took the episodes out, and they're not available anymore. Yeah. And that's not that's not the only show they've done that with. There are other shows where episodes were deemed problematic for content or problematic because somebody gotten who was in it got in trouble and they're gone they're gone from existence on that streaming service where if i have that dvd it is not gone it will never be gone um yeah john uh, the biggest example anyone can ever say star wars yeah they when they made the update the special editions they stopped selling the the original versions forever you couldn't find the best movie of all time to a lot of people you couldn't find it the way you watched it at the time what the fuck like that is insane so to me that's that's something that should never happen (laughs) And, and you know unfortunately now we have to like dive on these things and get it you know especially with remakes and everything else how many times do you see like oh this studio is remaking this movie i like so they take the other one off the shelves or off all the streaming services for months because they don't want you to watch that one. They want you to watch this one when it comes out, you know, so they do that all the time. They do it for like a year. Yep. You know, it'll just vanish and you go, what the fuck happened to like uh, it has just happened with Rebecca, the Hitchcock yep. film and like Netflix redid it. Couldn't I couldn't find that Hitchcock film on anywhere. And like Peacock. Another one that we didn't mention <laughs> that I have, um, you know, has a whole Hitchcock section, a bunch of Hitchcock films. They don't have Rebecca. And I was like, oh, is that because of this? And I guess maybe it was. So we can go on this forever. Yeah. We, we, we're so steeped in this. This is our lives. So, like, I know this could go on and on. But I appreciate you guys coming on and kind of going through this with me. And, like, well, at one point, I had to kind of talk myself. I'm like. I'm not going to open up a video store. Right? <laughs> like I'm not going to do that. Like I was like talking myself so much about the business model that I was just like, do I want to open a video store <laughs> that like has all these things? Do I want to take that risk? Cause sometimes you can get the right town that would be into yeah. it. And that's why the last blockbuster happens to be in Oregon. Cause duh. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever been to Oregon, they're so quirky. They're so unique. It's yeah. a lot of these small towns that have enough of a population to have something like that survive but also be quirky enough to make it survive. And I think that's why maybe these things don't exist or only exist in those type of places. But, you know, if there's enough, if the, if you live in, you know, Mississippi and you know that one quirky town, maybe you want to think about opening a video store because maybe it might work out in the same way that they did in Bend, Oregon or whatever the hell it was. So, um, yeah. I think it's a unique idea. It's interesting conversation. Uh, I'm not putting my money on any of it, but I hope at least the the nostalgia and the thought and the concept of what we loved about it, I hope aspects of that come back in some regard that doesn't make us shell out 
50 bucks every time I want to get a nostalgia boner. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> like, I hope that doesn't happen. But um, thank you guys for coming on. This was great. Uh, John, what do you got coming up on on the pint? Uh, tell people, you know, what they can expect because you've been on enough. People should know pintofcomics.com. They should know where to get all your shit. But what's coming up for you guys? You guys are usually a little bit ahead. Yeah, uh, we're, we're actually less less so right now than, than most of the time. But we do have a couple. Uh, let's see. We have a uh, trash uh, tolerable or treasure episode coming up. Uh, Superman for the quest for peace. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we have I'll tell you which one that is. <laughs> <laughs> we have a pint movie invitational with our friends from the Mobile Horror Companion uh where we did uh The Way of the Gun. Uh yeah. that was I know uh, I know Carlos was very yeah. excited Car- about that one. Yeah. We, we talked we talked that was that was a long episode too uh, but I think I think it, one of the best opening sequences to a movie uh, like in a We long discussed time. that for quite a while. Yeah. We we had a really good time. Yeah. Uh and uh I'm trying to think uh, other than that uh Forgotten Entertainment uh, this summer, uh, Lloyd and I are doing uh, on the QT, uh, Quentin Tarantino yep. podcast. We're talking about all 10 films in the Tarantino uh, film universe and uh, the ones that he directed and wrote, uh, not not the ones he wrote, only uh, True Romance or Natural Born Killers, none of that. Um, yeah. And we've recorded the first four episodes and uh, you actually are the guest on the next one we have to record, Kill Bill Volume 2. So we, we got yeah. to talk about that. But yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of good stuff coming out. Awesome, man. Glad to hear it. Uh, everyone go check out Pine of Comics stuff. Like I said, go to the website, go to, you know, your wherever you get podcasts and listen to Pine of Comics right now. They have very cool, like you said, the 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 triple T shows, the the PMI shows, the any acronym John can throw at you, he's gonna throw at you. Uh, and every now and then we'll do a top five of a year. We'll do uh, you know, and shock they talk about comic books too guys and and anything pop culture so definitely check out that show chris you've been you've been a little more active than than before like your activity that with the last blockbuster started this conversation so do you have any ideas kicking around or anything you want to share with the group uh i will share this uh the snyder cut ruined me (laughs) no uh okay it uh it take financially no it took up a lot of time my god as you as you mentioned we're we're parents and uh you know it's tough to find that time to find four hours to watch a movie yeah Um, yeah i never want to hear anyone come up to me again and go i didn't want to watch the irishman because it's too long fuck you that movie is not even three hours or barely like close to that you watch a four hour movie of a movie you already saw i will say (laughs) so don't ever say say it to me again uh irishman did feel like four hours though to me so Uh, i will say that uh take that marty (laughs) (laughs) i have uh opinions like that and i like to uh put them to uh the the old paper as they say i'm uh i'm looking to uh push out a few more uh reviews uh i i've talked a lot lately about superheroes uh but what i want to delve into is non-superheroes and i have a, a nomad land um review uh coming other than that i'm just trying to uh you know get my artistic uh, juice is flowing by uh, posting to Instagram as this uh, conversation was uh, spawned from that. Uh, and uh, I try to be active on Twitter, but uh, I don't think I internet right. So um, please <laughs> help me out. Seek me out. Uh, arguing with myself, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
three different platforms for three different content and, and tell me what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> maybe I, I need maybe some, you need curation. Yeah, people I, need I do. to tell I, you I what to watch. I need people to say, listen, do this. Uh, okay, I'll do this. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, that's but, perfect, but, man. Obviously, you come on here once a month, it seems like, or, or whatnot. And, uh, you know, you always do a great job. You still don't call me a co-host. <laughs> you know, we have 106 episodes, right? Or whatever the hell we at. I'm just saying. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 58 of them are mine. No. <laughs> no. No. No, but I, I do want to count it up one of these days, but you're probably, you're definitely double digits. But you know, I'll 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 look it up. I'll I'll do the power ranking soon just to make you feel better. Is that okay? <laughs> if you have the time. <laughs> if you have the time. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, thank you both again for coming on. This was a lot of fun. I think a lot of people will will definitely join in on this conversation. So, you know, definitely well, if, if you listen to this, um, you know, hit us up on on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, our our nomcast sections for those and, and check us out and you know tell us what you think do you think video stores could be viable right now do you would you want one if it came in your town um or are you just like now nah, i'm over it or what <laughs> what do you think uh streaming services to should do to be more like you know the video store feeling uh tell us all re- seek us out and come and see us next time thank you guys for coming on again thank you thanks for having us